Yeah, it's showtime. As the Hodge brothers would say, we got a damn good show, of course. Then they were talking about the products that wouldn't be kind of cool to have, especially the white privilege card. That, that's probably still one of my goals to ever to get. If I, <laughs> if, I had a bucket, if I had a bucket, please, that would be uh, one of them to get, just to piss people off. <laughs> oh, Mother's Day is over. I hope everybody had a good one. This is Chase Harley behind the microphone. And uh, earlier today, we went to get food from Olive Garden. It was there. Three and a half hour waiting for it to be done. So they were busy. Just to go in and sit and dine was over two hours. So whoever got the food there, especially there, or they got food anywhere, I hope you all enjoyed it. Happy late Mother's Day to all the mothers. And congratulations to today's winner, Martrex Jr. And also yesterday, Justin Allgaier. Really good race for everybody over the weekend in NASCAR. Now they'll head to Dover. We get little things back on track here. Then we got a Memorial Day weekend, which is one of my favorite holidays. But now we are going to give you some stories, updates here, folks. But good news is we have no FBI cases tonight. But sad news, we don't have many updates, which we love to have up some updated ones. But we do receive the update story of the 14-year-old girl, Aliyah Ramirez, who's uh, missing from... Excuse me, Indiana here in Syracuse, Indiana. They did receive some word. Now, remember, Palm Beach County Police Department is still helping the investigation as well. Uh, they did receive some reports today. There was a video that was brought out to the attention to the media that showed her walk out, which was voluntarily. Uh, we did receive a statement from the teacher that they just wanted her to come safe. But we did receive an updation. Uh, there was a possibility that she will, was heading in Palm Beach County, Florida, or to Marion County. Excuse, I believe Marion County or Marion, Indiana. Just Marion, Indiana. Uh, so now Marion, Indiana Police Department or the county sheriffs in that county, they are now involved in the investigation to figure out where she is going or where she's at. Still, last time they saw her was in a gray and white sweatpants and a purple night backpack. Uh, once again, according to the authorities, Aaliyah may be heading to Marion, Indiana. She might still be there or still be home. Who knows? Uh, then Palm Beach, Florida, they went to a family relative there. They did not find her. So they are still looking. We're not giving up. Consider that we're not giving up on any of these cases but also, with that being said, we have two new cases to talk about to get out of the way tonight in two, sta in two states. We're doing North Carolina and North Dakota because North Dakota's got five. There are the rest of them out of one is a short one, but the rest of the five, or excuse me, the rest of the four are long stories. So we're going to get those out of the way. Uh, two teenagers is missing in North Carolina. Sarah Linder. It's been missing since April 22nd. That's 18 days. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Her birthday is August 4, 2005. 15 years old. This is, by the way, endured as a runaway. <clears throat> They're not giving us any description of what she was last wearing, but she's a white female, 
Blonde hair, blue eyes, five foot one, ninety-three pounds. So if you know anything, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at one eight hundred eight four three five six seven eight or Charlotte Melkenberg Police Department, North Carolina at one seven zero four three three six seven six zero zero. Also in North Carolina, Ruth Collins Gomez. She has been missing since April twenty second of this year, 18 days now, Greensboro, North Carolina, February 10, 2005, is her birthday, 16 years old, female, Hispanic, brown hair, brown eyes, a 5 foot 4, 145 pounds, we don't know anything of the stories of why, she, why they are missing, but this is also in Derek as a runaway as well, so there's those two for that state of North Carolina, now we are going to get to North Dakota, Lakeisha Jones. Now, she was considered missing May 1st, 2021 in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Great news. So we're going to take it as an update. She has been found. She is safe. That is a great news here. We are glad to find that she's now missing, me, that she's now been found. Dina Rosemary Alvarez Gaguero. Uh, she's been last seen since December 12th, 2020. She's now been missing for four months, 27 days, Fargo, North Dakota. September 22nd, 2003 is her birthday. She's 17 years old, female, Hispanic, with black hair, brown eyes, 5'3", 110 pounds. There is uh, no story of why she's missing, but this was considered another endangered, uh, endangered runaway. 1-800-843-5678, uh, or the F Fargo Police Department, North Dakota, at one seven zero one two three five four four nine three. Now, essentially Mother's Day, we've been saying this for quite some time. Mother's Day, when they was coming around the corner, a lot of mothers were our guardians here. I want to, I'll tell you, say, uh, say something else here just shortly. But essentially, with the children that have been missing, we've been talking about it. Mother's Day was just right around the corner. A lot of mothers just did. This does hurt. Uh, or any type of parent, especially Father's Day, is just now less than a month, or close to them, just less than a month away. But I want to say uh, Happy Mother's Day to my mom, Autumn Williams, my stepmom, Debbie Sussum. Uh, I actually got a couple moms that I, I call mothers in my entire life. Uh, another one, which is Tabitha. She's uh, my cousin, but I call her Mama Tab. But So Happy Mother's Day to her. Uh, to Joanne Sharp, who is also a mother to me. Uh, me. So I'm, I'm glad to say to a lot of people that I call moms, Happy Mother's Day. I got to see a couple of them today and say Happy Mother's Day in person. The only one I didn't get to say Happy Mother's Day was really uh, my stepmom, Debbie. Uh, I love you. I miss you. I'm glad that you got out. I know things were a little rough today and uh, very hard. So once again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hope it was awesome. Hope you had a great one. Uh, and also for the loved ones you've lost, just keep their uh, memories and loves that you got from them through the years. It's worth it. Now we have three missing children that we just uh, that we have not gotten to yet in North Dakota, and there are a lot of stories, and so because they're old cases. So we're going to bring those out tonight, 
And they're going to touch home because they always will. First one that we're talking about is Rochelle Smith. The last photo has been progressed to 17 years. She was last seen at her home in the early morning hours of May 17th. So May 17th is just right around the corner, 2006. She's missing under suspicious circumstances. This is considered a non-family abduction. So May 17th, 2006. So listen up to everything else. 14 years, 11 months, 24 days in Monop, North Dakota. September 10, 2002 is her birthday. She's now over 18 years. White female, Lieutenant Brown, brown hair, 344 at the time, to 40 pounds. And I'm, I'm going to say my personal opinion here. Once again, I know we talk about politics, but I'm going to get involved here. I'm actually going to go ahead and say it. Um, actually, matter of fact, I'm gonna, I'll say it after I read this story because that's not fair to her. So Rochelle Mary Smith. So this is her story. Once again, it, it progression to 18 years. She's now over 18 or close to 18. Missing sets, 5-16-2006 in Minot, North Dakota. Endured missing, female, white, 9-10-2002. Three years old at the time she was missing. Three years old. 3 for 4 40 pounds. Her medical conditions, she suffers from asthma and may, uh, may needed medical attention. Still can. So any hospitals has probably been open for this a long time. Caucasian female, light brown hair, brown eyes, and Rochelle's nickname is Peanut. And now we go to the details of the disappearance. Rochelle was last seen by her aunt and legal guardian, Stephanie Smith, at 10.30 p.m. on May 16, 2006. Rochelle was asleep on the couch at the time. When Stephanie woke up the next morning, the child was gone. Her roommate, Leah Cohen, stated his mother had picked up, picked up Rochelle and he would be back in a few days, uh, keeping her for a few days. A photograph of Cohen is posted with the case of this, this, uh, this summary. He was very close to Rochelle and claimed to be her father, although he wasn't related to her. Stephanie believed his story, but she became concerned as days passed with no word from either Rochelle or Cohen's mother. On May 22nd, Cohen apparently stole Stephanie's uh, Teal 1995 Ford van with North Dakota license plates number K548 and disappeared, Stephanie, it disappeared Stephanie's call his mother at the time and discovered that Cohen's mother did not have Rachel, excuse me, Rochelle and had no idea where the child was. Stephanie reported her niece as a missing child at this time. Cohen became the prime suspect in her disappearance. It was thought that he may have taken Rochelle to Kansas where his family lives, but this, but this theory was disapproved when the stolen van was located in the upper series of National Wildlife Refuge on May 23rd. Cohen's body was inside. He had committed suicide by carbon monoxide poison. An extensive search of the air turned out with no sign of Rochelle. Investigators are uncertain of what happened to Rochelle, but they do not believe she is still alive. Cohen is still the only suspect in her disappearance. She is missing under suspicious circumstances, and her case remains unsolved. So if anybody does have any information, you still call the National uh, excuse me, Missing Children Hotline 
our Monette Police Department at 701-852-0111. Also, just to let you know, the National, uh, like I said, the National Center for Missing Spilled Children, the FBI, America's Most Wanted, City of Malna, Bella, uh, Bella Online, KXNet, the Crime li uh, Library, Court TV, the Vanishing Missing, they're all in this case. We all want to find this young child just to bring her to peace. Now, the reason they want to say that, she w that he was the suspect because he was stated that he was taken for the family and claimed to be the father of the child, even though he really wasn't. Now, also, and a lot of people want to know, if he committed suicide, where could the body be? Could the body still be near that van where he died that day? Or could it be somewhere close, just somewhere where it was dig? So if anybody knows anything, maybe he said something, or maybe you just saw where that van was heading that night or any other time. Now, they still believe that the child is gone and she's not, that she's not brought to life, but we are not going to believe that. We don't want to believe it. We want to say she's alive. Maybe she's found with a different family through the years, and she did not know at the time because she was just a baby herself. So let's change that. Let's do find her and know that if she's okay. That's all we ask for, especially on Mother's Day. It is a tragic and sad story lost. Now, a next one. Barbara Louise Cotton. Now, this progression to age 54 years, so this one is certainly overdue to be found justice. She's been missing since 4-11-1981 in Winston, North Dakota. Once again, it's a nerd missing. Female, white, 11-10-1965, 55 years old. She was 15 years old at the time, 5'2", 100 pounds. A blouse, jeans, and loafers. This is Caucasian female, brown hair, hazel eyes. Barbara's, ear, uh, Barbara's ears were pierced, and her left ear is slightly lower than her right ear. She has a dark brown mole on the upper right side of her chest. Barbara has pronounced S curve in her spine, which causes her to walk a slight limp. She smoked cigarettes in 1980. Smoked cigarettes, and in 1981, Barbara wears eyeglasses. Left her behind, left hers behind when she disappeared. Her teeth were in excellent condition at the time of her disappearance. Still could be. She still can have that walking issue with the S because it's you know it's scoliosis. But now we give you the details. Barbara was last seen leaving a restaurant on Main Street in her hometown in Wilson, North Dakota. During the evening hours of 11, April 11, 1981, she had, dinner, she had dinner there with a friend and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend offered to accompany her home afterwards, but she declined and left the restaurant alone. Her boyfriend watched her walk to Recognition Park, which is five blocks from home. Barbara never arrived at her destination and has never been heard from again. She did not take her clothes, eyeglasses, cigarettes, money, or any other personal belongings with her when she disappeared. She also left behind a paycheck from work. Her younger brother stated he was very close to Barbara, and he, she never told him 
of any place, excuse me, any planes to leave. Barbara's cause was originally investigated as a runaway case in a missing person report. Was not filled for several days as a result. Authorities now believe that she may, may have been abducted by the, by the prime suspect in her disappearance. A former boyfriend of Barbara's is now deceased. Her case is considered open and unsolved. Winston Police Department, 701-577-1212. Once again, the National Center of Missing Children is also involved. The Ecolage Network, APB News, California Attorney General Office, they are now involved. The Gerald Forks Herald, the Doe Network, the Wilson Herald, all those companies are involved to look for this young woman. Now remember some certain things. She left cigarettes, but she loves to smoke. She has a slight walking problem where she's got to limp forward a little bit. Those are big keys. Now, another question is her former boyfriend was God. But the question is, did he actually have something to do with her, with her disappearance? We will never know, sadly. So the police could be thinking, and maybe a lot of viewers can be thinking of this, where she go? Did he really grab her, or did somebody grab her at the end of that park, considering that park was five blocks away from her house? Somebody knew something then, and they do now. So if you know something, and you do hear this, or you hear anything about her case through the years, please make a call to the police department or the National Exploited Children and say you saw something or you know someone, because somebody is bright about this and say, i got no way with this. There always people going to brag about that. Once again, this is a mother that has missed her child deeply. In our final case for tonight, because remember, we were doing these cases tonight, John Henry Jacobson, the age progression has gone to 24 years. He's been missing since 11-16-1996. So Thanksgiving was just right around the corner at Christmas. In Bismarck, North Dakota, in there, uh, in in danger of running, excuse me, in danger of missing, male, wife, 8-12-1991 is his date of birth. He's just now over 29 years old. He's going to be 30. Five years old, four foot eight, 75 pounds at the time of his disappearance. A hunter green winter coat with blue cuffs and concussion male, light brown hair, light brown hair and brown eyes. Now, this could be something because he was just a baby at the time. These are somebody's children. For a father, a mother, or aunt, whoever has the legal custody of children that are gone missing for quite some time, these cases will always want to be solved. I've actually heard a lot of detectives say through the years that they hate when they have cases that are unsolved. John was last seen on November 16, 1996, with his mother, Sarandra, uh, Sandra. The two had made plans to eat dinner at Sandra's mother's home in the velocity of 1,100 block of University Drive in Bismarck, North Dakota. While on her way back to her mother, Sandra called the Bismarck, Bismarck, Bismarck Police Department on her cellular phone. She was surrounded, sounded very upset, and said the police believe Santanic 
Ritual abuse was taking place from a farm near Center, North Dakota. She said she called the Bismarck Police rather than Center Police or the Oliver County Sheriff's Office because she did not trust them. Sandra joined. Excuse me. Sandra and John arrived at Sandra's mother's home at 7:30 p.m. Sandra appeared to be having a mental health problem, and she agreed to let her mother take her to the hospital before she went. However, she wanted to purchase gasoline. She and John was last seen leaving the residence of Sandra's great 1990 Honda Civic. They did purchase fuel, but they never returned to the Sandra's mother home and have never been heard from again. Sandra's mother reported her daughter and grandson missing at 10 p.m. that same day. Sandra's car was found and abandoned the next day at the Centennial Beach parking lot near the Missouri River Bismarck. There was no sign of John or Sandra at the scene. The driver's side door of the car was wide open. The keys were in the ignition, and Sandra's purse was sitting on the front seat in a, in a counter of I'm just undisturbed. There we go. Police searched the beach in the river and found a shoe that might have been belonged to John. Strong river current and severe weather hampered the search efforts, and the investigators could not search the river as thoroughly, fondly as they would like to. Thoroughly. There you go. One theory is that Sandra murdered John and committed suicide by going into the river, but there is no hard evidence to support this. Sandra separated from her second husband, John's father, three months before she disappeared. She was living in an apartment in Center, North Dakota with John and her 16-year-old son by previous marriage, Spencer Nestrom. Sandra was very close to her oldest son, and her mother raised him after her disappearance. Nestrom's father was the victim of a homicide in 2005. He was run over by his own car and left to die in a ditch on a maintenance road north of North uh, Turtle, Dakota, North Dakota. He was murdered remains unsolved as well. Police stated there is no evidence pointing to foul play in the Jacobs cases, and they have never had a suspect. Sandra was employing with the North Dakota Department of Transportation at the time of her disappearance. The Jacobs case remains unsolved. They were declared legally dead sometime after the, their disappearance. So anybody does know anything, we got our opinions. Bismarck Police Department, 701-223-1212. Remember, the missing exploited children. Name us. KFYRTV, Jamestown, USA, the Bismarck Tribute, the Doe Network, KX News, and Spencer Story. They are all in this as much as we are. So once again, we just talked about that. We did not know anything about Sanders case. Now, she's been missing at that same time. She was wearing a blue sweatshirt, blue jeans, brown lace-up, boots, and a blue down-built jacket. She has been showing signs of mental illness prior to her disappearance. She's a Caucasian female, brown hair, green eyes, Sandra Rose eyeglasses, and her ears are pierced, and her nickname is Sandy. So if anybody knows anything on that, please make those calls at this time. They need to be found. Now, even if she was having a mental problem, a lot of people probably did think at the time, I'm going to say this, uh, that 
like the officer did say, that she committed murder, suicide, suicide and murder, where she killed her son. It's possible that she did. It was very possible. And then killed herself at the time of the suicide death. We will never know. You know, we'll never know. And I'm going to say that we do know. We should know. We have the right to deserve to know. And so much does her grand. So does her mother. Because now she raised her 16-year-old son and left him. So now the grandmother had to take care of him. And God bless her what she did. God bless her for that. God love that. And once again, he deserves some peace as well. And he's probably made he's probably made done with it. And she probably did kill him. And the fact that that they couldn't even find another suspect to her da- his dad's case. So it could be lead to something. So something put two two together at some point. Maybe it was a homicide there. But other than that, we're going to leave that there. Hopefully they will be found. Somebody knows something. Maybe somebody saw her a year later. Or saw him a year later. Saw him the next day. Saw her the next day. Just whatever. Give us something. Everybody deserves to hear this one. Everybody deserves to hear that's these types of stories. Regardless if they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. They need to be heard because those children will never be forgotten. They're missed, but they'll never be forgotten. And they need to have justice. And you know, and speaking of justice, I, I believe I said this before, but you know, there was actually somebody who was saying that uh, white children are more found than black children are, which I'm not going to say that's real. I'm not going to say it's fake. I'm not going to believe that. Because, because they, believe it or not, they're all missing. When it, when it's, we got to take the race out. You cannot be saying this. That, oh, wait. So, the white children are more found than black children. And then any Hispanic children. That don't matter. That really does not matter if they're what their skin is. If a child is missing, they need to be found. Now, you just heard me tonight. There was a couple, a lot of whites that I just said tonight on these stories. But a lot of times you have heard blacks. Black kids are being missing. Hispanic kids are being missing. White kids are being missing. I, I don't care about race. I don't. I am never going to care about race when it comes to children missing because they need to be found. Because one, Mother's Day was just here. Now it's good. Now it's over. Now it's Monday. And I can't believe that it's already Monday. I mean, it's a couple of weeks left with school, children. Now, the question is, uh, what's going to happen? Parents, I know it's going to be tough. I wish everybody the best of luck. I hope everything does work out for a lot of people where, uh, where their children are safe, where they don't get COVID, or they don't get hurt. Uh, it's going to be tough. It will be a rough summer. Also, hope you have a great summer vacation soon. If anybody's planning to go anywhere, I think we all deserve that right to go. Go to places. That's always for sure. But for these children, take a moment of time. Think these children. Pray for them. Be found. And give, you know, think about your life where a lot of parents are like, you know, especially kids, like, you know, you got your parents here. Be thankful you do. Be thankful. Because, you know, thank God that, that your parent didn't run off. Imagine what these parents are going through because 
they don't they haven't seen their children maybe for weeks, months, and years. They haven't. We we tell you these stories. So so they need to be found, and we need to think be thinking saying you know what? we don't have children that are running that are not running off. We don't have our moms and dads that are missing or they're murdered. Be thankful for that. Or naturally cause death. So once again, I want everybody to think about that. That's it. You don't you can tell me you can send me a message later saying you need to shove it up your rear end. That that's bottom line. I, I'm not gonna try to offend everybody. If I do offend you, I'm not sorry, because I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you straight facts. Just like I said something about the coronavirus, I think it's a bunch of joke. I, I'm not saying it's not real because it's real, but I believe it's done. I don't believe it's what it is, like they said, like they have said it for a long period of time. But we have battled it for a year and we're still kicking ass. You know, everybody deserves to go out, have fun, enjoy life, and not be told to wear the mask if they don't want to wear the mask. That's bottom line for that. You know, and let the kids see their grandparents. Let children see their moms and dads. Just have fun. That's what we need to do. But once again, take a moment to rethink about about these children that are missing, the suspects that we need to catch. That's why I download those two outs back. I download those two outs and do this podcast so we can get missing children found. And they take a, put the suspects behind bars. That we have told that we give you stories on those each day. They need to be picked behind bars. Children need to be found. But it is Monday now. Mother's Day is officially over. But once again, happy late Mother's Day to everybody in California or other other side of the West Coast. Be safe for tomorrow morning when you all go back to work. Have a great night. I'll see you on the next. On the next.